Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast. I'm John Cook, and I'm joined today by George Goncalves, MUFG's Head of U.S. Macro Strategy. It's Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Welcome back to the podcast, George. Hi, John. Great to be back. Good to have you. And, uh, you know, what? What a, we've got a ton to talk about uh, today. Um, you know, for our readers' benefit, we're recording this, as I said, on Tuesday, October 3rd. Market is just absolutely getting getting smoked. Um, you know, Treasury yields are you know ten plus basis points higher. You know, out the out the out the curve. Uh, dollar yen breached one hundred and fifty. Stocks are getting slacked. Um, so pl- plenty to talk about. Um, you know, spe- stepping back a little bit, George. Uh, the last time we sm- since the last time we spoke, the the Treasury market has just been on. I guess what I describe as the exact opposite of a tear. Uh, it really has felt like a one-way train to higher rates via a pretty significant bear steepening of the curve. Um, almost as interesting is that risk assets are what I'd argue finally taking notice uh, with credit and mortgage spreads widening, stocks getting hit. What's your take on price action? Yeah, no, like, so th- this has been a story that has continued to develop really since the middle of the summer. And you know, for our listeners and viewers and readers of all of our content, I mean, yeah, this has been largely our house view on the bear steepening side. I mean, not really imagining that we would get to these sort of levels. So we don't want to pat ourselves in the back, back too much. But in general, I mean, this has been a uh, a real massive repricing of, of, of rates, normalizing and getting higher and higher. But it's really not driven solely by Fed action. And, you know, in, in tandem with this, you know, risk markets uh, also starting to kind of feel the pressure, it's, it's resulting in a a significant amount of financial conditions tightening. So you know, we're we're really seeing something that's different. So we've had a you know, that move in you know throughout early August with you know a repricing of expectations around the fiscal side with more deficits and larger treasury auctions, concerns about you know that we had the 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 Fitch downgrade. You know, so we've, we've we, this has been a story that's been developing for weeks now. Uh, but then of course uh, the more hawkish Fed in terms of their dots. But it was really more about just kind of like the the biggest mispricing has always been the the belly to the long term sector of the curve, and that's why if you look at the way the two years moving or even Fed expectations, they're barely budging. I mean, they're they're getting pulled up a little bit because there's so much pressure in the rates market as you described today. But in general, um, this is not about Fed expectations. This is clearly a repricing um, of just a normalization of rates that have been um, decoupled from just overall uh fed expectations but also like maybe adding additional term premium and uh and that's you know really driving uh people to take notice and we've also had, you know it's also the speed and the magnitude and breaking through some key levels right i mean we like to think of things in and like these incremental type moves and at least in long term rates like the 4% the 4 and a quarter 450 now we've broken through 475 on the 10 year it really does open up like what is um, the potential top, we don't know. Nobody really knows. Uh, we, you know, we we penciled in um, that you know four and seven eighths, five percent should start to kind of get to really stretch levels, considering how fast the move has been and the the technicals are 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 now nearing multiple decade oversold conditions. So at some point, this thing will stop. But you know, as I've been saying, <laughs> both you know publicly and in, in written form, it, it, there's really no benefit in trying to catch a falling knife. 
Yeah, certainly not. Um, you know, better to let the uh, the knife fall, the piano bounce, however you want to say it. Um, and interestingly, you point out, you know, that resonated with me. It's not about Fed expectations. You know, the market's still pricing in about 50% of a chance of another hike. Um, you know, the market's still pricing in significant rate cuts, um, rate cuts, uh, you know, into next year around 70 basis points, which I think is pretty similar, you know, to to where things shook out after the FOMC meeting, if I if I recall correctly. Um, but let, let's move on. Um, I think the backdrop, backdrop that you just gave serves as a pretty natural shift to highlighting some of your thoughts from your latest Macro to Markets Monthly titled Same As It Ever Was, a, a awesome nod to the Talking Heads classic Once in a Lifetime. Uh, why don't you take our listeners through the high points? Yeah, no, I think just on the, I'll focus on the macro and also the, the micro uh, kind of conclusions to the piece, which is that... Um, and we're we're experiencing um, you know this repricing in rates, also a pretty decent move in the dollar, which is another form of tightening. And you know up until recently, but I, you know we'll see where oil settles in the coming weeks. But we've also had a pretty big increase in oil prices throughout the summer and through the latter part of September. So we've had um you know you know three large macro variables: oil, dollar, rates uh, out the curve, which matters more for. The more interest rate sensitive sectors uh, like housing and corporates, and we've had some pretty significant moves that uh, you need to, you need to kind of uh, take a step back and, and and respect it. And for us, you know, like like this idea that rates don't matter or that Fed tightenings don't matter, which was kind of like you know on the fringe uh, being uh, suggested that you know, we can handle higher rates. I, I still don't buy that that theme of that argument, and and that's why we. Kind of dubbed the piece same as it ever was, because we believe that eventually these long and variable lags of the overall, you know, totality of the hikes plus quantitative tightening, and now this additional supply, the crowding out that it means for other fixed income markets, it's it starts to really take its toll, and I think we're in the midst of that, and and we just don't know like what that means and how it you know settles ultimately, but I, I do think that. This is part and parcel for a tightening cycle, especially one that was so aggressive, but also happening after the massive liquidity injections. This has been an uh, uneven uh, and just not a normal recovery cycle to begin with since the start that we should expect things to operate differently. But does it mean that it's completely different? And that's why same as, as it ever was, we eventually, if you have all this volatility in markets, eventually it translates back into the macro and you know you do have the chances of a soft landing keep going down in my book, and they've been very low for quite some time, and it just increases the odds that something breaks uh, financially or in the economy or both, and that's been the, the mantra. So it's same as it as it ever was. It's going to end in the same way, and and as we suggested on the macro side of the piece, at this point, if the Fed really was forward looking and they're taking this into account, I mean they they probably should start thinking about how to ease. But they they're, they're so focused and of course concerned about inflation, and that's what really holds them back, and, and and rightly so. Then it's hard for them to ease. So like we're in this kind of place in time where we just have to let things just kind of work themselves out. Yeah, you know, you you covered you covered a lot there, but I I just you know the, a lot of this resonates with me for doing this podcast, you know, every every week or so. But you know, the you know a lot of people, as you said, were saying rates don't matter. Um, you know, it's a, kind of sounds a lot like it's different this time, which is almost always wrong. Um, you know, long and variable lags. You know, you you know you've been saying it's something Powell's 
Powell's, you know, taken, uh, you know, I would say taking, been very careful to to repeat a number of different times, um, and the, and then also the the theme a lot of on a lot of these podcasts as well as in your in your uh, strategy pieces is something higher rates will break some higher rates higher dollar you know something breaks at some point, um, so we've covered a ton of ground so I really don't have another question for you but um, I guess is there anything we missed that we could you know close out on? Well, again, I mean, look, we're at the time of the year, we're in a new quarter. Uh, we uh, averted a government shutdown, but there's, of course, still a temporary budget uh, stopgap measure in place until the 17th of November. So there's still, you know, a potential for political drama out of D.C., and there's concerns around that. So, uh, you know, and, and again, the macro backdrop of, of these higher rates really starting to kind of crimp the consumer uh, heading into the you know, critical shopping season of the end of the year. And the in the, the restart of the student loan payments. I mean, those things are the macro. They take time to filter through, but they're also, you know, impediments that could um you know really you know, result in a very weak fourth quarter and Q1 of next year. And then we might look back, or the NBR will look back, not us, and they might you know determine that this might have been the recession. We don't know, right? We this is one of those things where you only know by going through it. But for us, like you know, the, this the getting the data right or understanding what the data is really telling us um, and realizing that this is the time where if we are truly at an inflection point, a lot of this data is going to get revised anyhow. And we're going to look back and say, hey, we were in a recession or some sort of really weak environment that we just couldn't tell. You, you can see that even from the the benchmark revisions that we had from GDP last week, when they have these big you know reassessments, you realize that things were different. So I think, you know, we're in this, we're in this, um, you know, this part in time where, um, Again, the tightening is going to matter. Watching how dollar operates, looking at uh, just you know funding markets, liquidity. Uh, I think you know all those things are going to be what sets up for what kind of end of year we have. Um, you know, critical levels on stock markets in terms of you know where they are technically. Can they uh, you know break to lower levels, and and that would be another form of financial conditions tightening on the consumer. So I feel like it's it's this kind of, again, the culmination of what we kind of, again, described in the piece that it's the same as it ever was, but also now we should be really laser focused on uh, you know, uh, market liquidity, especially in the biggest one, like the treasury market and dollar liquidity and the availability of dollar funding. I think those are going to be what really matters. And I think that's going to then uh, you know, filter its way through to to credit eventually um, and stocks. So we're I, I think this is the this is the the moment. Uh, and I, I've kind of I've said it a number of times before, but considering the speed of of how rates have moved and uh, what else is going on with the dollar, I think that this is we're gonna we're gonna find out a lot about what actually is happening underneath the surface, and that will set the stage for these asset classes into Q4. Uh, and then you know the implications for the for the economy, and then we'll see. You know, but one thing, you know, obviously, we don't want to end on a, on a, on, a, on a dour note. And the one thing is that like these sort of fast flare ups eventually do uh, burn out, and eventually you get to a, to a better place. So I mean, the, the, the good news, at least, or at least for me, is that hopefully we'll we'll, we'll figure this out sooner versus dragging it out. Yeah, I, I like that ending on a high note. Um, but it sounds like very very clearly, uh, what's been an incredibly eventful year in the markets will will be to, I guess, just continue to be uh, in into the end of the year. So plenty of things to watch for. Um, and to our listeners, I would encourage you to review George's recently published Macro to Markets Outlook, same as it ever was. And if you are not receiving George's strategy reports, please do get in contact with him directly. Great stuff as always, George. Thanks, John. 
Thank you. And thank you for listening to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And reach out to your MUFG sales rep for any further information. Check back soon for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.